שלום. היי, צילי. אני מוכרחה להגיד, I have to say something, before we even start, we don't know, אורי, the dog people, you know, we'll introduce you in a minute, אורי בן ארי, בן ארי? But I just talked with my grandson, איתי, he's in the fourth grade, and I told him that I'm going to see you. And he said, wait a minute, this is, we don't know yet what you do, but he said, this is a guy who developed this room that I'm so unhappy because I will not be able to see it. It will not be in my classroom. And he's very upset because he is in Tel Aviv, in Betsefer, the name of the Betsefer is Gordon. It's a good school. The name of the school is Gordon. And he said, my wish, my dream is to have the room that he created. Now. Great, great news. And why Tzipi's grandson is so upset? Well, uh, first of all, your grandson could have this room. He should call uh, Ron Huldai oh, and ask the him mayor, to, the mayor, the mayor and ask him to make sure he has such a room. Ah. And, uh, but I'll, I'll tell you about the room and about the background. First of all, this room is uh, called the Imagine Box. It is a registered trademark. And we have uh, used with this room Uh, a technology that is immersive technology that can turn the room into any place you want to be at, like in virtual reality. It can be in the classroom in, in the or classroom. it has to be another... This is the future classroom. This is the classroom. This is the classroom. You go into the classroom and you can see behind me the children, they can work with the walls. Uh, there are a lot of... Uh, Data, there is a lot of data. Uh, information could be text, could be video, could be uh, photos, could be voice, and they can just walk around the walls and touch them. And this is an interactive immersive room. Uh, we are uh, a nonprofit organization, Athena Fund, that I initiated about 15 years ago. Yes, After, uh, 50, uh, after many years at the high tech, I've sold my shares and I have decided to empower teachers in Israel because I think teachers are the backbone of our society. And uh, you I think so. You I'm think sure so. so. We do I'm maybe, sure. but so many people today. But wait, wait, wait. The... Yeah. No, no, I, I agree with you. I think uh, many people do not appreciate and underestimate teachers. And I've decided to take the role of empowering the teachers in Israel. I found out that 85% are women. Therefore, I called it Athena, after the goddess of wisdom. And I thought it's an empowerment of women project. And uh, the first project that we have done is giving the teachers a laptop. I've decided that every teacher must have a laptop computer personal together with a technology, uh, I mean like a training, together with training and also have a, in the classroom internet over a projector, support and training. So we have done so in the last years, we gave 30,000 laptop right, computers right. and iPads to teachers all over Israel in 177 municipalities. <laughs> How around did you Israel. choose whom to give it to? Well, uh, first of all, we worked with the mayors who have agreed to 
to our project because we had some demands from the mayor to install internet and to put overhead projectors and some, sometimes participate. We raised a lot of funds <coughs> from, from donors and from foundations. Uh, we worked together with the government, with the Ministry of Education, who uh, took care of the training. We worked with the union of the teachers and with the bank of the teacher, Bank Massad. And we raised around $50 million to date uh, in order to give these um, digital toolboxes to the teachers. So I want so, to tell you that I, it's amazing because I, in the last year, I go to the classroom with nothing. I enter the classroom, I don't need notes, I don't need handouts, nothing. I go at the, in every classroom, there is a, a computer, I log in, all my material is there and I just, it's, it's you know, it's on in the board and the kids can put everything that they do. We can read it on the board. It's different life. And now you bring it to the, you know, to elementary school and high school. I think that the teacher must have a personal laptop computer uh, because she is working at home. She prepares homework. She has to communicate with parents. She has to communicate with her peers and with the... In Israel, there is a lot of uh, uh, supervisors that you have to report to, you have to report every day. So I, I thought, and I still think that every teacher must have a personal laptop with training. That's what we have been doing. Um, and uh, what brought us to this new project is another project that we have done. We gave 10,000 iPads huh. to teachers in special education. And there we have found a huge change that we have done, you know, children with autism, 19 years old, you, you know about autism. Sure. So imagine a child, 19 years old, never spoke, never had a eye contact with his mother, and there was no communication. Now, after getting, you know, the teacher received the iPad, she taught him how to type, and he can type now, mom, I love you, mom, I'm cold, Mom, I'm afraid. So it was amazing change for all of us. And uh, we have received the international recognition by the UN. We are in a status of uh, NGO consultant at the UN. And I appeared two times last year and this year at the UN in a conference for people uh, with uh, special disabilities and uh, special needs. And I spoke about the change that technology can do for these people. And uh, also UNESCO actually uh, became, I, I uh, have been a member at the task force for teachers 2030 with UNESCO. And there they came to me and asked, what do you think the future classroom looks like? Which technologies we can use? So I was looking for the last few years about the new technologies. And I've found this technology that can really turn the room uh, to become any place you want to be. You can visit every place in the world. You can visit 2,000 museums. So I can take the children, think about it, in the periphery to visit yes. any museum. Right. We can go yeah. to the Natural History Museum in New York right. from the classroom. Right. And uh, every teacher can make the class I mean, like she can prepare the class by herself. 
She doesn't need any expert to do this, and she can make classes all over with this technology. Yeah, you It's know, this is important. amazing because if you think about it, one thing which is nice that the, my grandchildren sing the same songs in the holidays. It's the same song, right. you know. Mm -hmm. So that's wonderful. But on the other hand, the classroom didn't change. From exactly. our time- Exactly, 200 years. To, 200 years, there was no change. No change in the classroom. They sit like this. And by the way, now, I think many more of them are bored. They cannot sit like Very that. Much. Only now? Not only no, no, no. Not... I think it's much more, it's worse than the pandemic. I'll tell you about the, the children of this generation. They call it Generation Z and Generation Alpha. They are more intelligent by 17% more than the previous generation. They are not interested anymore in the written world, but they use, you know, emojis and they, they, are, they don't have patience for anything. They want everything immediately. immediately. They would like to have an experience rather than a teacher standing and lecturing to them. Right. So, But I think also, you know, the five senses that we grew up with don't serve them the way uh, they served us. And they have a little bit different senses and they are a little bit on delay on the same senses that we grew up with. But I, I want agree. to... I wanted to ask you something because the whole educational yes. thing, we all have kids, grandkids, you know, the whole education, big, big, big subject is very um, disappointing on so many levels. Because, you know, if, if you talk about the systems and if you talk about the schools and if you talk about people that send their kids to schools and you talk about projects, there is no balance because the private projects like what you're talking about are breakthrough progressive uh, process of projects. If you think about the system, it's backwards. If you think about the majority of the people, they don't really give education and educational people the, the room that they need to give because the importance of that, it's beyond. And there is, Each, each one is pulling to someplace else and there is no balance. How do you create um, an environment that it will be more balanced, more progressive and very, very um, serving well everybody? Yeah, but remember that, you know, private people like him, you know, are bringing the change, not the Ministry of Education. So how yeah, can you but the, slap the them to come in? The system is not really grabbing them both hands. No, they, they, yeah, they don't have tools. Well, I'll try to answer you. You know, uh, the system, I think, not only in Israel, in the public, public education is, hasn't been changed for almost 200 years. There was no any disruption uh, by technology. They still teach the same every place with 40 kids at the, in the school. And uh, one teacher stands by the blackboard and lectures. And I think the technology is enabling to change. Like there was a disruption in Uber, you know, in the taxis, in hotels, Airbnb, like in retail, Amazon. You have seen the technology has changed many uh, sectors. In education, nothing happened until recently. I think the corona has changed a bit. You know, the fact that you started using Zoom came thanks to the technology uh, and the 
of course, in the education system. And I think the teachers haven't been taught enough to utilize technology because the decision makers in the uh, most of the ministries of education are at uh, the age that they did not study with technology. Yes. I wouldn't say they are afraid of, but they are not pushed to do that. No, I admit, I, I have know. difficulties. I have difficulties to absorb all the technologies that the university wants me to implement. I'm telling so, you, I have to I my kids helping me. But I know, we, you know. We all know that people like you pull the trigger, push everybody, and then it takes time till everybody goes along. I remember yes. when my kids went to elementary Jewish school in New York 20 years ago, um, it was a very small progressive school. They told me, the teachers asked me, don't help them at home because you take them backwards. I said, I can tell them what I know. Uh, why don't you do homework at school and leave us alone to do our things at home? So the principal told me, you know what the, what it means to have homework? I said, that's BS, you know, you can do it at school. But at the same time, they asked us to come to have private classes in the evening so that we understand what they do. You think I understood what they did? Nothing. <laughs> you know the mathematics. So I said, okay, you're on your own. That's fine with me. The thing was that the, the, the parents picked up this school because it was progressive. But once they needed to compare it to the others and they couldn't understand, they started to back off. So, and then they needed to move to another school. So they say, how do we go to another school? They're not leveled. And slowly, slowly, they basically shot themselves in the leg and in the head because whatever they chose as progressive, they couldn't catch up well, with. Yes, and they killed course. up the whole thing. This is only yeah. one thing. And I think that, it, you know, the whole education thing is much bigger because we are now in the United States and the whole society is built in a very specific way that serves the system. And to break this, it's almost to commit suicide. So you have to come up with all the private things, which it's another problem because there's no reason why not for the public system to get everything goody as long as it's really good. In Israel, it's a bit different, but the bureaucracy, it's so complicated. Do you encounter it? What do you do with it? It is. Well, you have to adapt. You know, it took me time to adapt to, you know, to work with the ministry. But I think um, I, uh, I cope with that. Uh, in, in, I think, uh, and you have to understand my mission. My mission is to empower teachers. I think... As I told you, the teachers are the most important part of the education system. Absolutely. I think government do not realize it yet. Yes. People do not realize it yet. They think about the children as the customers of the system. Right. They do not understand the human power, like the capital that they have. Right. But when, and, he, when we grew up, they understood that yes, teachers were Our teachers were really exactly. young. Right. Right. There was respect. Yes, total respect. When we were younger, teachers uh, had a lot of respect. You yes. stood up for the teacher. And, calories. and the parents, parents respect the teachers. Unfortunately, during the years, I think many women went to this profession. Yes. And I think the decision makers, 
I won't say despise them, but they are disrespect them. Right. And this is, uh, and many people do not want to be teachers anymore. Right. So we choose people who do want, but they do not have the qualifications. You know, uh, we receive teachers that do not have, uh, they cannot qualify for university. They are going to become teachers, sometimes with bad language or, yeah. you know, uh, bad understanding. But all in all, I think we have a good system, you know, uh, in Israel. I have to, to say that I thought like you at the beginning uh, and uh, I found out there are many good teachers, many good managers, yes, are uh, very oh. devoted and the proof is in the pudding. I just give to you an example how many uh, pilots, how many good uh, high tech people, how many engineers, how many doctors that we have in Israel, they were taught in Israel, not in Finland. Right. not in Korea, not in China. And I think we should be very proud of it. However, we have to do everything in our power to give everything for the teachers for the future. Yeah, but and you know, it's very difficult issue. for them. You know, the way, the old way of teaching, uh, when we were kids, it was fine. And then it deteriorated. And now we have so much violence in the classroom exactly. because there is nothing to hold their attention. Or also from So parents. the violence went so... I don't remember violence in the school. What can I say? I don't remember yeah, any violence. Depends where. Yeah. Well, I, I think violence is, is everywhere, uh, not only in schools. Unfortunately, I think there is uh, a lot of violence everywhere. Coming, uh, by our leaders right. uh, in America and in Israel right. and, and in, in other countries. So I think <laughs> everywhere. You know, some some things were getting loose, uh, but you, know, you think about, change. sorry, sorry, do you think, I see the, the picture in behind you and I, it's yes. almost like if you divide the class into groups and they actually prepare, uh, you know, no, something. In this case, uh, if I can share with you some presentation, yes, if sure. you like, the, the idea is uh, that um, uh, this room is a six is a six by four meters. Uh, the oh. width of the screen is four meters, so you just build it into the classroom, and the pedagogy is changing because the teacher can prepare her homework or she can prepare the classroom, and she can just utilize it and and show the children, uh, take them anywhere. Let me. And let I want to ask you something before that, Uri. Yes, please. You prepare all kinds of room or you prepare a foundation that the teacher can choose what she wants and fit the system? Well, uh, it, it's two things. For it, first of all, we supply actually the, um, the infrastructure, but the idea is that the teacher can uh, prepare the classes. And like you see in the back uh, about sharks, so she can put in text, she can put in video, and they also questions uh, mm -hmm. for the children so they can really experience it. She can take them to museums, to visit museums around uh, the world. And uh, she can take them to visit New York or visit uh, the Natural History Museum and walk through the floors and just visit everything. Uh, she can show them the body, uh, you know, the human body in three dimensions and flip it and just 
show it all, all around. So uh, uh, we think it's the future classroom. We also have a, a good uh, cooperation with our Ministry of Education. We have a consensus about that this should be the next or future classroom. And we are very happy that we can really uh, get it to schools. Uh, we are a fund, uh, you know, going for funds uh, from federations in the United States, in Canada, in England, in Australia. And uh, we look for donations in order to uh, help these uh, children to have these rooms. But in addition- Just a second, because we're talking mm -hmm. about a huge change. Do you have it in every classroom? Do you, how many uh, kids can be? No, no, no. I'm talking about one school, one building, like okay. first, second, third grade, or there is a room that everybody has to share. How many kids can go into the room and how do they okay. sit in the room? What's the arrangement and how many teachers are there? Because it's not that it's not like flip flop and you change everything. Sure, sure. It no, it's, a, it's a long process. Our plan is for 10 years that in 10 years, my vision is that every classroom would look like that. Okay. Meanwhile, we are starting now to have one room like this in one school in every city in Israel as the beginning. We got 30 by the end of this year. We plan 100 next year and probably three to 500 in the next couple of years. We have about uh, 1,000 schools in four or five years. That's the direction. Later on, we will have one room in every school in Israel. There are about 4,000 schools. And then I think it will take 10 years or maybe less uh, to have such a room in every classroom. This will be the way the children will study. They will, you know, the old, the old way is yeah. old way. It's like today you go to deserted countries in Africa and you see the study, you know, <laughs> under the tree or, or you know, in, in a very old, uh, you know, hut and they sit and, and learn. Uh, this is very old way to learn. Uh, but today with technology, the children can adapt a lot of data very quickly with the uh, videos, with text, with the uh, voice over and they can prepare and they can learn and they can make themselves a lot of simulations yeah. within this. I want to ask you something, Uwe, because it's very tempting and it's very playful. And there's something about nowadays that everybody wants to do uh, more and faster and get someplace. Where does it take us? Oh. Well, you know, uh, it, it's a great question because the world has changed. You know, when we look at the next employment places, let's let's start thinking about the future. So you know that uh, research shows that uh, a fifty percent of professions will disappear in the next. I 10 know. Years. I'm not. I'm not asking this. I'm not asking this because it's I'm, I'm obvious. It's obvious. Yeah. I mean. Because I don't think uh, I don't think there's a progress for the humankind. I think there's progress in technology, and the humankind has to catch on because technology you cannot stop. And obviously, it pulls uh, humankind in order to change few things. You know, I'm not 
taking away what the kid under the tree in Africa is studying because they study things that we don't need, but they live with and it's very important. And it's not that I don't think we need it. I'm just curious because we always run after something and we know that things will change and it is changing and it will change forever. But what does it really change for us as the citizens of this world? Look, if you, if you look at the history, you know, people with no knowledge or no uh, education yes. could not get a job, right. regular job. Yeah, they, yeah, used yeah. To learn, they used to learn for the industrial factories. That's why they prepare, this old classroom was prepared for the industrial revolution factories. Right. So you are a cookie cutter and you prepare everybody for the same job. Of course. Things change, profession change. Now the technology companies are leading, you know, the, most of them are bigger than any other company in the history. And many people are employed by these companies. Mm -hmm. And the future is with the technology. Although there are many other people in agriculture, they are in, in the factories, but everything must use technology, even in agriculture. I totally today. understand. I'm talking yes, about I know, I know. I'm, philosophy I'm to... beyond that because there is ob it's obvious. People have right. to accommodate to what's going on so they can be part uh, of the right. Otherwise, you stay behind. You know, you cannot get a job today. I understand. As a, as a secretary. Stay behind is getting job, but where, where are we as people? As, as human beings. As people. As people. Well, I'm not that, uh, you know, futuristic. No, because I, I was asking myself what so happened. Try, but. What? Well, I was asking myself what happened even in the classroom to the interaction of the teacher and the kids. Using Look, when, when, when you empower the teacher, I tell you my mission or my, my goal is to empower the teacher. And when she got from me a laptop in Yerucham and she opened it, she stood up. When she went with the bag, with the computer, she walked tall. That's what I wanted, first of all. Right. Secondly, she could talk to the children with the same language because they are very proficient right. with right. technology. You know, they are born right. into it. They are not immigrants. They are just inhabitants. Uh, you know, they, they're born to the technology. And even in Africa, every child almost has an iPhone, and not iPhone, right, right. a cell phone. Every homeless you know, in New York. Cell phones, every, right. Exactly. exactly. York. So you cannot avoid the technology. If you want to stay online, you have to adapt the technology. You have to learn it. And I think that if we empower the teachers, our children will be better. And for me, Israel, in order to survive, needs the best teachers because right. we are competing with the best minds you know iran russia syria china, china. you know they are all great minds yeah. and if we do not develop the best minds we will not survive you know that's I, what see, pushed me. i really see the world in the and i'm talking about being part of smart cities because we're this is really a big part of smart cities and the world is going 
you know, on that line for many years now, and it's going towards something else. In my mind, the cities will be covered and will have escalators and not roads. And, you know, everything will be with air condition and with the pictures of outside and inside will be safer uh, from climate changes, from accidents, from many, many things. So I'm talking many years ahead, but the classroom is the beginning. And I think that uh, we're going towards something that we cannot even imagine, but it will be taking place. Because if you think about the old cities and the walls around the cities to protect the cities, it's the same idea, just in a modern technology uh, version. So we have to get prepared for that because we need lots of minds and hands to yeah, take but care I think of what it. I, when I listen to him or now I listen to you, uh, there must be a way when you enter a classroom is to think uh, what skills should I give them that they can go anywhere with it. Exactly. You know, like, for example, in exactly. my class, it's the ability to tell a story. Because yeah, everything they, is yeah, storytelling. Yeah, you know, so I think... Yeah. No, no, go ahead. No, 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 I'm saying, for example, in my they case... Are registered, I, uh, there are uh, skills for the 21st century that children must have. Yes. And we have to get them, you know, equip them with these skills. We need to that's equip true. the teachers to be able of course, to that's what they're doing. That's what they're saying. That's exactly the point. She asked about the pupils, but of course, that's what we are doing. We have to equip the teachers yes. with the tools so they right. can get the children with the tools that they need. Otherwise, they don't gain respect from the children and from the parents. Can you combine the two? Can you combine or train the teacher, you know, to handle and know everything and how to deal with the smart? That's what we do. That's no, what we do. But yet to keep some basic uh, values that they can share to the students. Sure, values is, is another issue, I think. Uh, but, you know, we are taking care of the teachers so they have the right tools in order to cope with the children and give them the best education, I, I wouldn't say education, I would say learning or teaching uh, with the best tools. Because education for me is the values. Learning and teaching is what we do. Uh, education hasn't changed from the time of Moses, you know, right. with the values and things like that. But Uwe, but, how do you teach the parents? Hmm. I, think, I think that most of them don't even understand right. the level of influence that teachers have on their kids. I don't think uh, they understand uh, that the whole world of the kid during the day is the teacher only, and the influence is humongous. How do you teach the parents? I, I think this is one of the, the key factors for the success, because parents became very involved. And they are very, very involved in Israel. I don't know, in the United States, they are in everything. They right. will fight for the child and they will go for the teacher and curse and hit and beat and whatever you, you like to do. And they are not punished. No, not uh, right. Teachers do not get the backing from the government, from the mayor, from anybody. And she is alone at the battle. Yes. And I think this is the one thing we should do for the teachers, protect them, give them the respect, and make this profession one of the most uh, respected in, in our, you know, especially, and I'm telling you, I, I live 10 years in the United States, 
And I knew when Israel is strong, Jewish in America are strong. When Israel is weak, everybody is taking off the kippah, walking, don't speak Hebrew, they are, they are afraid. Israel must be strong for the Jewish people. And therefore, we need to have the best education system so we can survive as a people, not only 30 years from today, but 100 years from today, if we don't have good education system. But it's not the only reason. It's not the only uh, reason. We I don't have, say to have good everything. I, you know, I, I, I know, but us. you know, I'm, I'm one person. Of course, I have many people around me, but I, I cannot change everything. You talked about climate. You talked about a behavior, I can... It's all in the in, same box. I, no, no, I, do, I don't mean, know, but he cannot I have to focus. No. He has to focus, focus yeah, otherwise, but it serves right. everything. I, I agree with you. I wish I could change everything, but, but I can you change... But you do, and I'll tell you why. Because when you okay. have a group of kids in the classroom like this, each one is going totally towards a different direction and takes the right. same tools towards his thing. So you do influence many more direction than you think I, I I think but but I know but the factor my concentration is with the teachers I want to empower the teachers I want to make the profession as the number you know the first three uh, requested professions in the country and I think this will change our country because you know uh, if we don't have good education, the behavior we're gone. Is, is we're gone. Right. we are going as as you see today what's happening and i think uh, we have to i won't say get back we have to go forward to get the best teachers or we cannot change the teachers also uh, unfortunately we cannot just close it and reopen it we where do you see the system in 20 30 years i don't know i i don't i don't see a lot of changes uh, if we don't change the system, the system must be changed, but not only the education, I think the election system, you know, the governance system must change because you see what's going in Israel, I believe you follow the elections and the hatred and the division. Uh, I think we have, we are in a, in a bad situation right now. Right. I believe, I'm optimist, so I believe that the good forces will win eventually and whoever you think are the good, but uh, I think people will realize that we have to, to do something in order to live better because our lives becoming, you know, in, into, you know, we live good, you know, when you have the, the money, when you are successful, when you have, you know, you are in good position, uh, you are okay. But people who do not have connections, uh, they don't, don't have money or they are, you know, Regular people, they suffer in Israel. So I have to ask you, so here you are, like what you said right now. You come from conglomerates, from Nasdaq, from advising big companies. What are you doing here with teachers? How it, well, what, I, what is it? You gave up I, I all this big, good you know, sexy, sexy, you know, advising. I, I, I thought that I have to do some change. I don't like politics, so I will not go to politics. But I thought that um, I would like to make a change with respect to the teachers. And that's what I chose to do. And I've made some changes. And Sorry? 
What made you make, make this decision to go from those well, that you know, people? A few, have... few things. It's a good question. It's few things. First of all, when I served on, on as a executive vice president at Nest Technologies at the time, we had a lot of competition from India and from China and from Russia. And we had 8,000 people around the world, our engineers, and we had 3,000 engineers in India. And we took jobs from the United States to India to develop software. And then I was afraid in my position at the company thinking about the future that the Indians might steal jobs from us if we don't wake up uh, because they produce every year 300,000 engineers. Wow. Israel is producing 10,000 engineers every year. Uh, I researched into it and I thought uh, that we have to do a lot in order to stay uh, ahead of the game. You know, we have 100 unicorn, unicorns, you know, $1 billion companies in Israel. We chose the quality that we have, but it cannot sustain for long if you don't prepare the future. We have good engineers, you know, thank God, 1 million people came from Russia in the 80s, 90s, and they created the high-tech. Actually, they are the base of the high-tech, but all the teachers of physics, mathematics, that are Russian teachers are going yes. to pension and they are dying and we don't have replacement because right. no one right. would like to be a phys physics teacher right. because the salary is one third of what they can get outside right. as a high-tech, right. whatever, developer. Yeah. So I thought that we have to change it in order to save the country for the future. It's not that it's in danger today, but it is in danger in the next 30 years if we don't change uh, the uh, respect and the consideration to the teachers, to the education system. It's like the climate, you know, you can say that we will die because of the heat, because of the, you know, the sun. I, I think, that we will die if we have bad education, our inside uh, treatment between people in Israel is worse than yeah. our worst enemies in yeah, Iran. Right. Yeah, right. And, uh, this is something that we have to make sure will not happen, but this can happen only by education. That's yeah. my thinking. You know, we have Absolutely. to grow yeah. our grandchildren in a way that they will be good people they will contribute to the society and they will be, you know, good employees of companies and they can sustain themselves. Otherwise, what? How do you keep teaching ethics together with all the technology? I think that uh, it comes with a respect of who you listen to. If your teacher is a good teacher, strong teacher, respectful teacher, you will listen to her teaching ethics. But if you behave to her like the parents shouting or kicking or cursing or, you know, bad treatment to the teachers, children will not listen to ethics. They will yeah. listen what they, yeah, And ethics know. does include, you know, commitment, honesty, uh, you know, and, and teachers, if they are getting this empowerment, you know, but they're all I think this losing, yeah, but right now, you know, once they get empowered, they will be able to have integrity and integrity. You know, when, when they got, I'll tell you, when they got the computers and they walked into a meeting with the parents, 
you know, they walk tall, parents respected them. Oh, she's sitting with the computer, she's saying, hey, look at my child. Suddenly, it's not uh, just, uh, you know, somebody outside. She's, she's now educated, she's strong, she, she's ahead of the game, especially in places like in the yeah. periphery. The remote places, the, yeah. The remote places, they have more respect to the teachers. And I think that's something that helped them get the respect from the children and their parents. Really, what, what, what can I tell so you? Talking need, to him, it's like we, we need it's open a new more door. More partners, more like mayors, you. more donors. Exactly. That's what we are looking for. Yep. And uh, we have good people around us. Mayors are, uh, you know, uh, we we we're having we don't have a, a, a room in our calendar now until the end of the year to install the rooms. Very we nice. are full. Very nice. And uh, everybody who visit our showroom in Shfaim, ah. uh, they would like it tomorrow. They understand what it can do, and uh, we will start sending you newsletters or update about us, so you will see the the launches that we do, uh, and. Uh, also, we will show you or tell you about um, the success of it. We don't know yet. We cannot predict a success of uh, a new a teaching or new studying, but everybody who is expert, they say it is going to be the next classroom or the future classroom. Yeah, and intuitively, I feel that uh, whatever you talk about will infuse a lot of positive values into the classroom of collaboration, of curiosity, of, uh, of even of solidarity. Yeah. So, and also sharing. So there are a lot of values that will go into this. You know, I really, you know, exactly. I'm very, very, very optimistic from you. Oh, it's fascinating. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. So much. Keep doing what Thank you, you do. Thank you so much. I hope we'll have more collaborations like that. Sure. And sure. Uh, it was Shana great. Tova. Shana Tova, great. Shana Tova. Yeah. Thank Bishko. you very much. And 